Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Stronger privacy laws could save advertising from itself by Clint Finley. Online advertising is terrible. Ads clutter your screen, slow down your computer, and drain your batteries. Publishers saddle pages with tracking technologies that vacuum up your data so they can ostensibly serve you more relevant ads, though this practice really just leads to serious privacy concerns. Sometimes ads even try to install malware on your computer, but it doesn't have to be this way. For more than 10 years, an ad network called The Deck showed the world that digital advertising could be different. The service displayed only one small ad per page. Its parent company, Koodle Partners, vowed not to collect personal data. Instead, it carefully selected both the publishers and the advertisers it worked with, cultivating a collection of relevant ads for an engaged audience. The deck was, in short, exactly what most people would want in place of today's nightmarish advertising ecosystem. But last month, Koodle Partners announced that it's shutting the network down. The company blamed the ad industry's tectonic shift of funneling dollars to Facebook and Google and away from other platforms. Advertisers are drawn to the two tech behemoths precisely because they each collect an enormous amount of user data and can theoretically serve ads to targeted audiences. And now, ad networks that value privacy are casualties in a battle where gobbling up personal data is routine. All of which raises the question. Does the DEX dissolution mean that ad networks can only survive in the industry if they collect and sell against massive troves of information? And this isn't an entirely academic question. 
especially given that last year the European Union passed a sweeping set of data privacy rules called the General Data Protection Regulation. The new rules, scheduled to go into effect next May, will require all companies serving EU residents to get explicit permission from those users for ad targeting purposes. The rules also require that companies allow EU residents to view the data about them that's being collected, to update or remove that data from those company servers, and even transfer it to other companies. Companies that violate the rules could end up paying out as much as 4% of their worldwide revenue. These regulations will impact advertising companies and publishers worldwide, says Johnny Ryan of the Ireland-based advertising company PageFair. Because people across the EU use Google and Facebook and read sites like Wired, all of these companies will need to comply with the EU's rules if they want to serve the region's 508 million residents. No one is going to give their consent to be tracked, Ryan says. The kind of information you're going to be shown about how your data is used, who it's shared with, how often it gets stolen, all of these things are going to create a wave of paranoia about data use. People are going to be very conscious about keeping a tight grip on their stuff. But he doesn't think these changes will destroy the ad industry. Instead, it will have to adapt, and the industry could be stronger for it. The current state of digital advertising isn't just bad for readers, Ryan says, it's bad for advertisers and publishers as well. The great promise of digital advertising was that sponsors would finally be able to know, with great precision, how many people actually saw their ads and could rely less on the nebulous market research gleaned from things like television ratings or print circulation estimates. What digital advertisers soon realized, however, was that even though huge numbers of people might see an ad, a small percentage of those would actually click on those banners. Ads had to be ever more distracting and personalized just to get noticed. This led to the birth of a huge ecosystem of ad tech companies dedicated to collecting, selling, and mining personal data to find users who would be more inclined to engage with an ad. The trade-off was advertisers lost control of where their ads appeared, and publishers gave up a big chunk of their ad revenue to middlemen. Publishers, who can only make at most a few dollars per thousand times an ad is viewed, pandered to the lowest common denominator to attract as many eyeballs as possible, leading to the rise of clickbait. Advertisers began seeing their brands popping up alongside fake news and extremist content and found themselves the victims of click fraud bots that click on ads to make money for scammers. Facebook, meanwhile, admitted that it inflated its ad metrics. The ecosystem is now so complex that it's hard to pinpoint just what middleman is responsible for, pl for pl placing particular ads. Ironically, despite the glut of data, Advertisers may be no closer to knowing exactly how many people actually see their ads than they were before the rise of analytics, and advertisers are understandably fed up with the situation. We're all wasting too much time and money on a media supply chain with poor standards adoption, too many players grading their own homework, too many hidden touches and too many holes to allow criminals to rip us off. Procter & Gamble Chief Marketing Officer Mark Pritchard said in a speech at an interactive advertising bureau event earlier this year.
Pritchard gave the digital advertising industry a year to clean up its act, after which he said Procter & Gamble, the world's largest advertiser, would begin pulling its business from ad brokers that aren't sufficiently transparent in their dealings. The EU rules would force not just more transparency, but it would also cut the number of middlemen wheeling and dealing in user data. Or, to put it another way, it could force the industry to take the steps it should be taking anyway to keep advertisers like Procter & Gamble from bolting. Until now, everyone's been thinking, how can we hoover up as much data from as many people as possible, Ryan says. And those data are about to become toxic. It's not just that you might expose yourself to litigation, it's that you might expose your advertisers to litigation. And that means advertisers might start to rely less on shadowy networks of ad brokers and more on direct relationships with publishers to place ads. Sound familiar? Given recent events in America, it's hard to imagine EU-style data laws passing in the US. President Donald Trump signed a resolution just last month preventing the Federal Communications Commission from forcing Internet service providers to seek permission from users before using their web browsing history for ad targeting. In other words, the current trend is towards fewer privacy protections, not more. But that decision was unpopular. According to a survey by YouGov and the Huffington Post, 72% of Republicans believed the FCC rules should have been allowed to go into effect, as did 71% of the public overall. Popular opinion could force lawmakers to embrace reform sooner than later. Many states, meanwhile, are considering passing stronger privacy rules. Illinois, for example, is considering a European-style right-to-know bill that would give consumers more insight into what data is collected about them while Minnesota might pass rules similar to those that Trump just overruled. As ad networks work to comply with European and state laws and, ad and work to appease giants like Procter & Gamble, they could end up looking more and more like the deck. Instead of using arcane algorithms and ill-gotten user data, ad brokers would seek the most relevant publications or sections of publications to place their clients' products. With fewer fingers in the pie, publishers could command higher prices for their ad space, and perhaps fewer people would use ad blockers. New privacy laws might not stop the growth of tech giants like Facebook and Google. Those companies still have enormous reach, after all. And Ryan still believes some ad targeting will be possible. But better privacy would restore some sanity to the ad market, and that would be good news for everyone but the sleaziest of operators. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.